The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. You ready, Zip? 10-4. You ready, Ed? <laughs> yes. You think this is a trick? 10-4, big dummy. Bob and Zip Show. Greetings, everybody, and we're back for episode number 151. Yeah. Which would be a big deal if I had remembered that episode 150 was a big deal. <laughs> I wasn't there. I wouldn't know. What if they gave a party and nobody came? Well, it's funny. Um, our webmaster, uh, Dave, who's a wonderful, just absolutely a wonderful human being, he was saying, boy, you guys have been doing it for a while. Uh-huh. And, and he said, you're at episode 148. You're going to be up to 150 soon. And this is so me. I said, like, oh, yeah, we got to make a big deal about it. (laughs) And then last week he said, you you didn't mention it. And I was like, well, that was 149. I was, like, pretending that I intentionally forgot to mention it. (laughs) And then so uh, on the last episode, which was number 150, I even wrote it down. Which is why I used to have producers. <laughs> Nobody to tap you no. on the back anymore. And then Ed, you were uh, you were busy shooting your movie, which I want to hear about. And, and the good thing about your movie is it didn't make the news. There was no accidental anything in your movie. <laughs> yeah, no news was good news. Yes. Yes. And uh, and then we had Spike fill in, and at the end of the show, I was like, oh, I didn't call it episode one fifty. <laughs> Which, when you think about it, is a pretty big deal. Well, well, technically, this is 150 because it's the Bob and Zip show with Ed Kelly. There was no with Ed Kelly. So. Yeah, but we haven't counted all the shows where you fell asleep and couldn't make it. So it doesn't matter. I did not fall asleep. Um, and, uh, and we're way up there in the uh, downloads and listens uh, category, too. I don't know the exact number. But congratulations, guys. It's, uh, Thank you. It's been fun. And this is our last episode. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. You might curse us. Uh, okay. A few of the things coming up on tonight's episode. Remember, it's planned but not planned. So if I don't get to some of this, that's, that's okay. attributed to my um, Dane Bramage. <laughs> on tonight's show, a couple of great guests. Jody Brothers will be with us. The uh, co-host of the uh, Bob, Spike, and Joe show for... Approximately four years, one of our wonderful uh, female co-hosts, and very different from all female co-hosts you've ever heard. Uh, I'll get into that later. Andrew Rivers, uh, as we display uh, nepotism as often as we can on this podcast. (laughs) And and we haven't had him on for a few weeks. He's toured a lot, and uh, and I believe he's uh, home in Seattle, so we'll talk to him. We'll do the meme of the week. Also, after last week's discussion about Ed Troyer, which Ed Kelly did not hear, uh, I received an extensive email. Uh, Boy, did you ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm a wonderful listener, and uh, I went back and forth with him a little. He had picked a side, so I played, you know, Ed's advocate. Mm. Uh, but I really, um, you know, I'm waiting to, for, to hear the evidence, which I know is so out of fashion. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> you guys, really did you is. have a chance to read that? E- I sent that email in. I did. I listened to the audio. I poked around and actually heard the actual call. It's it's pretty interesting. Is it, okay, good. So you'll yes. have an informed opinion, yes. and Ed will play you this time. That's right. 
You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> Stop. My sides. Okay. Here's a question for all you guys, and you're liberals, so I know you'll say yes. Should we tax the rich? No. Oh. Ed, uh, thank you for that. Zip. The excessively, like, obscenely rich? Perhaps. Uh, yes. And by the way, you're obscenely rich to 90% of the world, just so you know. <laughs> That's true. Well, That's true. I know. If you, yeah, you've got to look at the playing field. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, I, and I sent you guys some stuff. I don't know if, if it's boring, but I don't care uh, because I want to try and make it interesting. Uh -huh. um, musicians used to be stars, yeah. rock stars. They used to be rich, famous. They owned castles, properties everywhere. They drove, you know, Rolls Royces. These days, a lot of musicians are complaining that the system is unfair, and, uh, and they like to complain about Spotify and streaming royalty rates. And so I, I, well, there's a reason, uh, and we'll start with this. There's a reason that I uh, brought this up this week, because I am one of those poorly paid musicians. I knew you had a personal stake in this somewhere. I have a personal stake, <laughs> yes. really, in everything, in the whole universe. I mean, if yeah. the universe collapses, it's going to hurt me, too. <laughs> so, uh, and I occasionally still get royalty checks yeah. um, for work done as far back as, you know, 40 years ago. Um, they're small royalty checks. What's a small royalty check? Listen to I ask. This is a guy who played drums <laughs> yeah. who doesn't get a royalty check. Even I get royalty checks from, from silly little movie roles once in a while. Um, I, I'll tell you. I mean, uh, when you signed a deal back then for, say, a record album, mm -hmm. the artist might get a dollar for an album that sold for $15. Uh, but the way the contracts were written... The record companies, and you know this stuff, Zip. They had Would to rec recoup the cost yeah. first. Yes. They first, had to recoup yes. the cost of the blow, then the hookers, and everything else. <laughs> the recording studios. You know, they, yeah. <laughs> they used to bribe me and Zip with blow and albums, <laughs> and they still haven't caught up. That's it. Uh, and so, uh, it, it, and there, in fact, there's a word for it in Hollywood. They call it Hollywood accounting. Yes. You sign a deal that involves recouping, and unless you've got an army of accountants and lawyers to audit, you just you get whatever they give you. It just never comes back. No. And uh, and so over the years, it's amounted to you know a little bit of money. I, I think between seven different album releases on Atlantic Records, uh, I think we've sold somewhere between. It, and it's hard because they they don't keep perfect records, yeah. ironically. Uh, but somewhere, one album is gold with like 600,000 copies sold. Uh, one album I know had three or 400,000 before it went out of print. So there's at least a million albums sold with just two of the albums. And, wow. and um, between, you know, all those years, I think I did about seven albums. So I'd get paid, and, and it's... It's still nice to get. I mean, it's almost like, you know. Hold it. You started this conversation saying it was a a, a buck a pop per album yeah. Yeah, yeah. at 15. So that is that theoretically. Would, yeah. That, before, that sounds pretty handsome to me. 
You're so funny. Um, uh, so, well, let me give you a typical year, uh, okay. and, and and it might be. Uh, and one of the things I did after I, you know, got over being a bad partner with Zip, <laughs> is I always split uh, the record stuff with various people who played on it. Right. So I might only keep half. Um, and then, um, by the time they recoup and pay you, it ends up being a fraction of that. Hey. So in a year, you know, in a good year, it might be $10,000. Uh-huh. And then you split it with a bunch of people and it's 5000 and then you pay taxes and you've got three grand. You know? Right. And, um, but of course... Zip, I know, has already got a calculator out. He's doing the math. <laughs> the hell with that. I'm bringing in a forensic accountant. <laughs> Double time. The good oh. thing about doing an evergreen comedy Christmas album, and Zip, go ahead. Uh, can you make the calculator sound effects? Uh, <laughs> so the bad thing was there wasn't much money in it, but the good thing was people still buy it and stream it after 40 years. So do 40 yeah. times 10 grand. How much does that come to? And, and by the way, there's some years it's much less. But I, I just want Zip to hate me a little more than he already does. It's forty thousand dollars. Forty times ten grand. Ten no, times ten grand is a hundred thousand dollars. Four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it'd be like four million dollars, which it wasn't. Um, it wasn't even. It wasn't even close. Uh, and you know, over the years, it was a lot of fun. So the idea is. If you're a star and if you have hits, you should be rich, right? You should. However. Well, I got news for you. The way the, uh, the way the system works now, if you are on a streaming service and you have one point something million views, like 1.3 million views, you can... Um, uh, or it listens, sorry, plays, you can make as much as would pay you minimum wage. <laughs> About 1400 a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a month, rather. It, it's, it's, um, it's very hard. And so there are artists with a billion views, and they are making millions of dollars on streaming media. Mm. But there are artists, you know, who might have a million people listen to their record, and then they get, you know, checks for like a thousand bucks, and they're pissed off. Unless they're Taylor Swift. <laughs> Well, Taylor Swift, uh, and I don't know if you you've read a little bit about this, but she's been anti. Oh, for years. Yeah, for exactly about two and a half years before she shut up and started putting her music back on Spotify and collecting all the dough. Yeah, I think she's she got a special deal though. Uh so hard to know for sure without you being her actual accountant and attorney. <laughs> I only know but what I, I love mean. opinions are like you know what's, and yes. we all have one. Um, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's this article that came out. Well, first, what came out today is I got a letter from um, Sound, what is it called? Uh, sound, uh, the collecting house, you mean? Yeah, the collecting sound, house. Uh, sound design? Was it yeah, sound? sound design or something like that. I yeah. don't know anything about it. Their yeah. royalties are the smallest, by the way, from streaming. And, you know, yeah. it's like, honey, we can go out for a Happy Meal tonight. <laughs> you can get the toy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, I got a letter from them saying that I needed to back this uh, proposal that's going through Congress 
to close the radio station loophole. Yeah. They've been playing it free for years. Yes. Or so I thought. I thought ASCAP collected something, but apparently not. Well, so here's how it works with radio. And by the way, this this letter was called yeah, ASCAP BMI logging. We had to go through that every year. Yeah, but it was a flat fee. Let's explain this for people that don't know anything about it. Okay. Zip, you go ahead. All right. Well, <laughs> you mean as far as the execution of it? Yes. Yeah, you, it would. They'd take like for a week. The guys on the air would have to write down every song they played right. during their shift and submit. I remember that. All right. Uh, but it was one week, so it was like a survey, and those it was like Arbitron yes. diaries. And those royalties pretty loosely kept were paid yeah. by uh, the the publishing companies ASCAP and BMI out to whoever had the publishing. But when it comes to the artists and the performers. Um, radio stations don't pay anything. And um, compared to the Internet, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Tidal, Deezer. Do you know what Deezer is? Uh, isn't that another uh, streaming service? I guess. Uh, YouTube Music, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio are the big streamers, okay? Yeah, but, and YouTube, the cheapest of them all. Uh, did you look at the uh, thing I sent you? I did. Yeah, it's not not, not YouTube. Deezer is the... They're the worst? They're the worst. But you would think, with the size, though, of the YouTube uh, fan base or user base, that they would be somewhat equitable, and they're not. Yes. So here's how it works. Okay. All of these streaming companies negotiate with the record labels and pay whatever they can negotiate. So would you suspect that Spotify and Amazon and uh, YouTube might have a little bit of clout? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. In other words, um, they are uh, basically, uh, oh, uh, do you know how much of recorded music revenue comes from streaming? What percentage? Uh, of recorded music. The, the percentage. Run the question by me one more time. Okay. Uh, how much of the money from music comes from CD sales or whatever versus streaming? Oh, almost none now. Yeah. It's like 80% from streaming. Yeah. In 2020, global streaming increased 20%, and it's at $13.4 billion. And the record industry is now making more money than it ever has since 2002. There are now 442 million paying streaming accounts. In other words, the, bin the industry is once again booming. Mm -hmm. So here's why the payments... Oh, and if you look at this, and I'm on the side of the streamers, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, because they their profit margins are not that high. From advertising? Come on. No, they're not. Why? Because they carry 400 million songs. Mm -hmm. You pay. Think about what you used to pay for an album. If I paid Crosby, Stills, and Nash $15, and the record company gave them buck fifty of that, um, that's a lot of money, right? It sounds like a lot of that money, 10%, goes to Crosby, Stills, and Nash, right? Not Zip, who only sat in on a session once and played drums one time. <laughs> he did get us. He did get stoned, and he got to bang one of the uh, groupie chicks. But that's that was payment enough. Sorry, Zip. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> long time ago, seriously. When the earth was green. Uh, so, but here's the thing. How many artists can put their music on Time Warner? 
very quiet out there. How many? How many? Like, how hard is it to get signed to a major label? It's very hard. Impossible. Right? Yeah, I would say impossible these okay. days. How hard is it to get signed to Spotify and put your song up? Not, not, not a lot easier, I would think. If you can spell your own fucking name, you can put it up. Yeah. Okay, so the point is, and I, I, uh, I can't remember how many the titles are on now. It's like five hundred million titles. Jeez. So, and and probably 50, 60 million artists. The point is they pay a lot of money. Uh, I believe Spotify pays something in the vicinity of 70% of their revenue. Strictly back to artists. Uh, which is not I, I, massive. No, I, think yeah. it was I think it's 50-50. No, 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 no. As a percentage of their revenue. Oh, God, oh. you're going to make me look up an exact figure because I hate oh. it when... Okay. Uh, uh, I am approximating. Spotify. I hate it when you bring facts into the conversation. Oh, sorry about that. Jeez. That's my meme of the week, by the way. You want to hear a meme? Sure. Here, while I, while I stall. A future game show called Facts Don't Matter. And there's a, it looks just like uh, whatever that game show is. Uh, and, and the host goes, sorry, Arthur, your answer was actually correct. But Paul shouted his opinion louder, so he gets the point. <laughs> and as an extra bonus point, it goes to Sue as she was offended by your answer. You get nothing. Game shows That's of the hilarious. future. Okay. Spotify uh, percentage... Of revenue, see if I had a producer. Uh -huh. <laughs> if uh, I had a producer, goes to artists. Um, I think I think it was very very high. Seventy. I was right. You're right. Holy okay. shit! I was actually right. Seventy percent of Spotify's revenue goes to the rights holders. I apologize. Now that's massive. So if you're only making three cents, you're just not that famous. Yeah. Zip. Are you sure that's right? 70% yeah. goes back to the right. When you say rights holders, now is that publishing ah, and zip. performance? You yes. just earned your $8 from the new Patreon <laughs> we got this week. <laughs> you caught it. You, did. you see, most artists Don't who are on major labels Don't own their work. have a negotiated percentage of what the label gets. And if you remember, out of every fifteen dollars, if you're Paul McCartney, the label might give you a buck fifty. If you're me, they might say you're giving you a buck and give you forty cents. Right. So you're right. Uh, a whole lot. And, and by the way, how do you think Spotify got permission to stream all those songs? Was it by helping the little guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, making deals in Iron Towers. But that's just not fair to your artists. <laughs> You've nailed it, Sip. What actually ended up happening with music, just as um, Steve Jobs made a deal with record companies, we'll give you a buck per track, because they were like, there's 11 tracks on the album, that's $11 an album. You know, dumb. But Spotify made a deal with all the music publishers, and basically, they get paid. Now, in the future, if you're smart... Why yeah, the, the publishing. Yeah. Why the heck would you ever sign a deal with a label, right? You wouldn't. Well, they still have the blow in the hookers, though. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if they much. still do. Yeah. Seriously, back in the day, I, I mean, I went to a radio and records convention once. Mm -hmm. I was too young. I like to think I was a nice guy, and I didn't really want, wasn't into that scene. 
But I went to a convention in Los Angeles at uh, Studio City. You know, that's like not too far from the airport on the way to yeah. L.A., right? Yeah, I know where Studio City is. Okay. All I remember is huge pile of hotels. And when you got in there, there were these, you know, seminars and meetings you should go to to learn stuff. Breakout section, uh, right. sessions. And yes. then there were the hospitality suites. <laughs> And the hospitality suites, you got a map to the hospitality suites, and you even forgot why you were there for some dumb yeah. convention. <laughs> and seriously, I was, how old was I? Just this is before I met Lisa, thank God. Uh, was I 24? 24? I can't remember. Back when your heart could still handle blow, anyway. Well, and, and, and I did do the cocaine, I will confess yeah. to that. Yeah. Well, there oh, was eight balls everywhere. Maybe I was already dating Lisa because I never Had did to it. Been. I Had never to did been. anything at these things. But I saw there were like suites and rooms and then there were bedrooms and they were extremely um I didn't find them attractive but yeah. comely uh, fancily ass. dressed uh, women and yeah. then the, you know guys would disappear into the rooms and I heard about it later and I was like really? I was like <laughs> I think this was when I was at WFTQ, so I was really young. Yeah. I was 21, 22. Yeah. And I was really like living that Three Dog Night song. <laughs> Mama told me not to come. <laughs> that ain't the way to have fun, son. <laughs> Open up that window. Let some air into this room. Who's <laughs> the smell of stale perfume? perfume. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, at one of these things, I, I told Lisa this story the other day. There was this guy, I'm not going to mention his name because I remember it, with a record cut label. I'm not going to mention yeah. the label. He was a hype, though. Well, he was gay. Uh-huh. And... I didn't even know what gay meant back then. I was like, this guy seems to like me. A babe in the woods. <laughs> yes. And he was like, hey, you want to hang? You want to get high? And I was like, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. And then it, and then it came out that, you know, he had designs on me. And, uh -uh. and I was like, yeah, I don't really, you know, that's... Homie don't play that. <laughs> homie don't play that. I wouldn't have known how to say that even if it was in at the time. Yeah. But um, anyway, so back to uh, how this works. Uh, online you can read about this. What they're trying to do is they're trying to say that radio stations are getting away without paying streaming. And everyone on the internet pays. Uh, Amazon Music pays .008 cents per stream. Mm -hmm. Spotify pays approximately .004. So, in other words, uh, 100 a thousand streams would be four cents. Oh boy! But here's the thing: Amazon is largely free. You're paying nine ninety nine, and you can stream a gazillion streams. I thought I was paying seven ninety nine. Whatever. And the I was paying I'm paying fourteen because I got a family plan. The point yeah. I'm making is, and this is why Americans are so bad at statistics. Well, hell, I ain't getting vaccinated. I only got a point zero zero three chance of dying. <laughs> Um, they take in billions of dollars worth of revenue and they pay out 70% of it to the rights holders. Zip, you were so smart to catch that. If it was to the artists, the major labels would be dead and we would once again have rock stars with castles and Rolls Royces.
But there's a handful of those guys like Springsteen and, and that, that have their publishing and yeah, all that. Yeah, they're more like rappers uh, and Taylor Swift, who uh, quickly Taylor Swift sat down with with whoever Tony Soprano of Spotify is. <laughs> <laughs> And she... Hello, you skinny thing. <laughs> what, do you, what the hell do you want? You got it all. You got looks. You got money. You got talent, supposedly. <laughs> Why you got to bust my balls? <laughs> yeah. And so, as usually happens when, uh, when some young starlet gets uppity, uh, someone explains to her that she's rich and getting richer. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm on the side of Spotify. They pay 70%. Um, the uh, Who pays more? Let's see. Amazon pays more. And by the way, the reason they pay more is because they're trying to take market share away from Spotify. Right. Um, Tidal pays the most but part of why they pay the most is they charge more for their service, and they have hardly any. So, so when they're when Tony is sitting down with, um, think of another starlet, Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> when he's sitting down with Taylor Swift, Christ. and she says, "I'm I'm going to just go exclusive with Deezer." Tony Pushing these, I ain't making a deal with that. Deezer has nobody. You're gonna make. You're gonna get nothing. Right. And Taylor, you're going to have nobody. You want to be Taylor Swift or you want to be Britney Spears? <laughs> anyway, that's how it works. It's a negotiation. And uh, the royalty uh, streaming has won 80% of the revenue. And um, they're duking it out. But now they're coming after radio. And, you know, in the old days, when Zip and I were doing our thing, they would bribe us to play them. Because they needed radio right. in order to break. The internet has destroyed that. Yes. And now they don't need radio. And they're like, uh, it's almost like Tony goes around to a, a little bakery that he doesn't really give a shit about anymore. Guys, man, you guys serve stale buns. I know they old when I taste them. You can put all the gabagool on there you want. It doesn't change right. nothing. But he wants... You know, he wants his guy uh, to go and pick up a bag of money every week from them just because he knows they have some money. And if not, he'll burn the place down. You're damn straight to the ground. Okay. Anyway, that's streaming. Uh, should we talk about Ed Troyer? Maybe we'll talk about Ed Troyer uh, after Jody or with Jody. I don't know if she cares. Let me read this letter. I got a, uh, And by the way, when you guys do email us, uh, those of you who are Patreons, and even if you're not... It's wonderful, um, especially when it's a long, well-thought-out email yeah. that I may disagree with. Uh, you'll find that I'm actually responsive. In this case, <laughs> a guy named Mark. I don't know if he wants me to give his last name, so I won't. Uh, he wrote to me about us discussing Ed Troyer, and we really didn't discuss it that much. Uh, Ed Troyer is a Pierce County sheriff back in the Seattle market, so... Uh, Zip's familiar now because he's read about it. Ed, you wouldn't know about him, and you got enough sheriffs to fight about in Detroit, probably. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Ed is an old friend of the morning show, of the band, Spike and the Impalers, and uh, he's kind of one of those, uh, to this point, upstanding members of the community that is involved with every charity and, you know, I believe handily won the election for sheriff. Mm-hmm. 
And what happened with Ed, I'm not going to get... I would only get really into it if I felt that I had studied it thoroughly. But I'm leaving that to the attorney general and and the courts because, you know, I'll read the story when after they've examined all the evidence. But I'll give you a, a, a basic summary. It was late at night, like 2 in the morning, and Ed was driving around near his home. He was not on duty. And he sees what looks like someone casing joints going up to their porches. He thinks it's a porch pirate. He follows the guy for a while, and at some point the guy catches on that he's being followed. He loops around the block a couple of times. Right. That's what it was, yeah. And the guy decides to come up to Ed's parked vehicle and say, hey. Uh, and you'd have to go online and read all of this stuff because I'm just going to summarize it. But he basically, the dude was African-American, and he basically, you know, some he to me it sounded like he was like, hey, you're bothering me because I'm black or something. And... um According to Ed's side of the story, he called 911 and said uh, that his life was being threatened or, or he felt threatened or something. And so what do you do when the you know police, when the sheriff feels his life is threatened? Do you send out the cavalry? Oh, yeah. I'm, the cavalry? You send out Christ's yeah. hill that he died on? I think you mean the cavalry. Well, I, you know what I meant. <laughs> Uh, and what ends up happening is, of course, uh, they find out he's a newspaper delivery guy. Right. He feels he was targeted because he was black. Um, you know, I know Ed. Um, I, I look I, without evidence uh, to that. I would. What's this? What was it? The presumptions. Oh, it was the presumptions of guilt. That's what our country was founded on. That's right. I remember. <laughs> I think about that. No. And um, and so, anyway, this knocked around for months. And then what happened is the governor, who's a Democrat, uh, and the attorney general, who's a Democrat, decided mm. to charge. The only thing they could charge him with was uh, false reporting or something like that because he mm. called in and said his life was threatened. And the other guy says his life wasn't threatened. So it's kind of one person's word against another. He said, she said, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but uh, well, let me read the letter I got here. Because this guy, I understand why he thinks what he thinks. Uh, you are missing key details on the charges, says Mark. He called 911 and said there's a guy threatening to kill me. They rolled 40 cops to the scene because the sheriff had reported his life was in danger. They got to the scene and found what you described, a misunderstanding argument. They interviewed Ed Troyer. It was recorded and released to the public. In the interview, they specifically asked about the threat, and Ed said, no, he didn't threaten me. That's false reporting. If you called in the heat of an argument and exaggerated the situation, it would be understandable, but the sheriff knows better. Did things weirdly es escalate and get released weird? Yes. But we have recordings of a sheriff admitting he lied while calling 911. That is very serious. If the sheriff will lie under stress like that, what else will he lie about? Now let's look at the current racial tensions where multiple black men have been murdered by the police. Of course, multiple police have been murdered by people, too. Uh, and uh, this is where it gets. It, it's clearly a positioning statement. Yeah, it gets into the weeds. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I, I, hey, uh, you know, the only way to fight this kind of injustice is to take a side. So I don't fault uh, Mark for his opinion. But uh, Ed Troyer's statement says that the attorney general in his office called media outlets in the area to leak 
that misdemeanor charges were being filed against him. And in spite of the fact that he is telling the media, he didn't have the professional courtesy to tell me or my lawyer, which I like that one, too. Uh, this ambush confirms it's not an independent and fair investigation. The charge is blatant and politically motivated. It's an anti-cop hit job. And this is, this is what drives me nuts about this stuff. Uh, let, me, let me pin you down, Zip. Which are you? Anti-cop? Or anti-black. Which one are you? You got to be one of the other. <laughs> That's not a good choice. No, you can only be one. You, can, if you had to choose one, if there was a cop and a black and a lifeboat, and, you, and there's only room for one, who would you save? What? <laughs> <laughs> you're on the Titanic. Yeah, and you're trying to get on the lifeboat. This is the way our media works yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's salacious, and it's just yeah. it's got all the right ingredients. Clickbait. Oh, Kick oh it's just made for cable news. Yeah. Uh, Attorney General Ferguson, and I, by the way, I've had lunch with all of these people, the governor, uh-huh. the attorney general, and Ed Troyer. So in a way, these people are all human to me. Yeah. And I kind of like them all in person. And I almost feel like they all now have to play the game the way politics is played now. You know what I mean? You mean lawyer up? No, I mean they have to actually play. Oh, the game. The, the they either game. have to play the race card yeah. or the woke card. Zip, if you could only have one card, what would it be? The race card or the woke card? <laughs> In this situation, the fake news <laughs> the card. The fake news card. <laughs> That's right. And so, I, I mean, and, and look... If it's true, Ed could have misspoke at any time. And by the way, he didn't make a statement to the attorney general. He's just going to trial, which, you know, Mike said, that proves it. Well, you know, one of the first things a cop tells you is you have the right to blather and make yourself further incriminated. I believe that's it. Is that the (laughs) No, no. No. You have the right to remain silent and a presumption of innocence. So. Did Ed screw up? I don't know. Um, but there's going to be, you know, there'll be a trial. If he's guilty, he's charged with a misdemeanor. Is Ed a racist? I'm pretty sure not. But what do I know? I had lunch you with know, everybody. In, in this situation, though, I don't see where the, quote, professional courtesy, unquote, would come into play because it is what it is. Well, it kicked around for months. And there was going to be no prosecution. And then the governor stepped in and the uh-huh. state attorney general. This was a Pierce County matter. So what they're saying is, hey, you know, just like you said, this is juicy. How much time can we get for this? A lot. Yeah. Uh, what's the charge? A misdemeanor like jaywalking. But, oh, it's going to play big on cable. That's the other thing. He's got to be held to yeah. a higher standard. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which is, to some degree, true. To I some suppose. degree, it's yeah. fine. Um, and, by the way, if he was the kind of cop like, oh, I'm trying to think of this cop. There's this one cop who's really shady. He's on Amazon Prime. What's his name? Bosch. Have you ever seen Bosch? <laughs> this is... Or my for- former warden, yeah. Joe Arpaio. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this no, uh, Bosch is an L.A. detective show yes, on Amazon. Yes. And yeah. this is a script from Bosch mm-hmm. where Bosch is always the good cop. Mm-hmm. But all of this kind of politics uh, goes into play. Um, and, and what I'm saying about Ed is his reputation. He's not the kind of guy who's been hauled in on this kind of stuff over and over again. He's the kind of guy who was so popular he got 
elected sheriff. And, you know, he's well-known and liked. So it's sort of like, um, you know, the Me Too movement. When one gal, and I say gal because it's just my old-fashioned way of talking. My Mm -hmm. wife speaks that way, too. You know, says, um, uh, what's his name, on with uh, Kelly and Ryan. You know, Ryan Seacrest was, you know, Ryan Seacrest took liberties with me. And it was like, oh, Ryan Seacrest is on the hot seat now. Is he going to last like Senator Alpha? And then no one else comes forward. Uh-huh. And, and, and I think that has to count when it's one person's word against another. Is there a preponderance of evidence or not? Right. And so, anyway, I don't know is the answer. And I'm waiting. For, I, I mean, and I didn't want to get sucked into this because I don't know. But uh, finally, I just kept writing back and forth to Mike because he was reasonable. But he'd clearly, you know, made a decided, taken aside, and he yeah. decided, and he and his decision is based on good intentions that he he thinks Black Lives Matter. But so do I. So we will see. Um, all right, let's have a um, let's have a spoonful of sherbet in between that and inviting Jody <laughs> Brothers on. Okay. Uh, another meme of the week. You ready? Spoonful of sherbet. Here we go. Okay. Uh, and remember, I hate memes, which is why they're getting I, me back by <laughs> <laughs> making me ring, like them. Ringing true, yeah. yes. This meme really caught me. Socialism is the fire department saving your house. <laughs> Capitalism is the insurance company denying your claim. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, it's it's obviously biased. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I've been called. Uh, people tell me I'm from a socialist country. They constantly refer to Canada as a socialist, it's a socialist country. country yes. Yeah. And I say, don't you guys have uh, so, social security here? Isn't that a yeah. form of socialism? But, but again, if you had to pick one side, socialism or freedom, which would you pick? Yeah. <laughs> Assuming they're the opposite of each other. If you had a choice of colors. All right. All right. All right let's get Jody in here. And uh, Andrew's going to be on, too. One oh, second. Good. Jody. Because Zip is just hogging the whole show. Oh, uh, shoot. That's me. <laughs> Zip. What do you want to talk about while I get Jody up? I was curious how Ed's shoot went. Oh, oh, oh let's yeah. do that first. Uh, Ed. Yes. Uh, you... Uh, we're in a movie, correct? I was, yes. Uh, but, can you Bob, what can you tell us about it? Well, it, it was it's just a short. It's not a major feature. Um, Bob Brown, who was the first, I think he hired me for the first movie I ever got that was somewhat semi-commercially successful. In that, it it actually made the wall at Blockbuster, you know, and I got to see it on the wall. I went, ooh, look at me! Right. And uh, he called it called in a, a favor, basically. He said, "Look, I got a first-time director. He uh, has got a film going in Ann Arbor, and we need a coach." And you foot the bill, Mr. Canadian. Wow. So I had to be a hockey coach. It was uh, this guy's personal story based on um, in vitro fertilization. So are you and, like the Canadian Ted Lasso? You know, I, I did not put on a Canadian dialect. We talked about it, but I, I, I decided against it. It is a comedy, though. And yeah. what I didn't know was that I, I am opening the film, and that's always yeah. kind of a weighty thing for an actor to that's do. That's cool. Now, do you end up as a chalk outline, or would that be giving up too much? No, I, I'm not dead Kelly for once. Okay. That is... Usually I saw happens. your post on social media that <laughs> that your nickname in films is Dead Kelly. Dead Kelly, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> they tell me I die really well. All right. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? 
I really did. Um, I, I really get, I like giving back to young actors because, you know, if you've got any credits at all and you show them to young actors and they see you with people like, you know, Drew right. Barrymore or Ellen Page or any of the other people that I've been in with high pros, they think that you're, you know, oh, and so, but they really want to know and they pick your brain and it's, it's really fun to teach, not teach, but sort of answer the questions and give them, give them a little bit of advice. And now, stuff. does your uh, girlfriend, Lizzie, uh, have anything to do? Does she go on the set with you or anything or? Uh, no, no, it was, it, it was an early call. It was crazy early, 4, 4 a.m. Do you and get dailies? Was, do you get to see film of what I you did? I did not get to see the rushes. No, I had to leave because I had, uh, I had, uh, obviously I have other responsibilities okay. back here in my studio. And it was a big deal because you couldn't be on this podcast because we all know this is like this podcast is the most <laughs> important thing. Yeah. Yes, that was it. No, I just knew that I was going to be wasted because walking around in a cold arena, you know, for hours on end, trying okay. to remember lines and do angle after angle after angle, you know, take after take after take. Right. Yeah. Where did they exhausting. shoot it? Close by they here? Shoot. Yes, yeah. in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Right. Oh, oh Ann Arbor. Wow, that's still a hike for you. Yeah, it was. All right. More on that when the movie comes out. I want to hear some clips. And the reason that Lizzie isn't on with us, because last week, uh, Ed, of course, had to take the week off to do this movie. The week before, she wasn't around. And this week, she is also um, working, but his uh, girlfriend is going to... I, she hasn't... Like, she's not ghosting us, is she? After she no, no, no. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. She really had a great time with you guys. Okay. She, we, she, we enjoyed her, too. And uh, yeah. she should come on the show. Okay. Stand by for Jody Brothers. All righty. The Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly. This will be the first time we've had Jody Brothers on the Bob and Zip Show. We did not have her on with Bob, Spike, and Joe. Not because we didn't want to. She's a very busy morning show host. And I know what kind of a crazy schedule that is. And um, and in a... And, we hooked up in a weird way because I, I mentioned something about the show and I didn't mention her name. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> you got on. And Jody like emailed me and said, "So, am I blacklisted from uh, all mentions of the show?" And and I went and I wrote back and gave her the most logical, "No, I'm just a fucking space case." I love and, her already. Um, of course, I love you and I miss you. But but the story of Jody, which I'd like to tell to introduce her, is an interesting one. Um, the radio show in Seattle was on for 25 years to the day. And throughout that show, there was, there were two constants, one constant from day one, Bob, Spike, and Joe. And the other constant, every five years, whoever the girl working with us was, would quit. <laughs> the, <other class. laughs> the sausage party was over every five well, years. <laughs> and, and and by the way, we we all love each other to this day. And, and it yeah. wasn't no, we didn't have any of that kind of problem. Mm. Uh, but it was for various reasons. And so to introduce you to Jody, because a lot of you are maybe scattered around the country in the Boston area. Those of you in Seattle know her already. We were in between stations. Sitting out a six-month non-compete. Oh, I hate those. Are you kidding? <laughs> wow, some I hate. <laughs> Someone sends you a check to stay yeah, home? If the, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I loved it. You burned um, your I was like, could it be a two-year non-compete next time? <laughs> so anyway, we're sitting out that non-compete, and our morning show host, Maura Gallucci, who was a, she was a, what do you call it, a boomerang. She left once and came back. 
and love her dearly. Um, she basically, you know, had sat home for a while and said, you know, I really got to spend this time with my kids, which was code for I'm getting sick of you guys. But I still. <laughs> and so and I'm talking to our agent, Paul Anderson, and, and I'm like, I'm without a you know female co-host and you have to have a woman on the show. And he said, well, Jody Brothers is available. Now, Jody has done morning shows as a full partner co-host, well, uh, several times with major hosts in Seattle. And um, the fact that she was available was wonderful. She had market equity, as they say. Well, she had market equity. uh, But I thought about her and I thought, I'm not sure that would be right. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, Jody. But I thought, she's pretty strong-willed. And she might not like me. And I'm afraid. <laughs> she was a threat. I already have a person like that. That's my wife. <laughs> um, but I also thought, you know, uh, uh, on, a, on a multi-person show, she's used to being, you know, I, I, I just uh, I was worried. And I thought, I said to myself, well, one thing for sure, this is going to be different than any other co-host we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And... Um, do you have any idea why I, uh, I said yes, Jody? You know, I, I can't fucking believe what just happened, Bob, because what? I'm on the line. I'm listening like this is my eulogy. Oh, sorry. And you... She's alive. <laughs> She's alive. <laughs> no, and you, and then you, you started telling the story about um, the non-compete, and you yes. said, I wish I could have it for two years. And then, and then you dropped out. The audio feed dropped out of oh, my no. headphones, so I missed every potentially good thing you said about me you're kidding you actually and then i yes and then i reconnected just in time to hear you ask me a question so i have no context of what that's you perfect. said that's perfect she's very difficult to work with let's welcome <laughs> <Joey Brown. laughs> that feels so unfair <laughs> and it is uh, zip would you sum up uh because she's got to meet you zip is uh really Holy the shit. first love of my life on the radio my original uh, partner uh sum up what i said about jody well, just that uh, she's one of a, I mean, one of a kind and loving thing. I didn't say any of that. All right. Oh, yes, you did. God forbid the one fucking time. You left me out of every email and every group, every fucking thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, and now I'm going to say nine nice things. And my fucking feed dropped out. I can't believe it. Is it it's nice? so unfair. Is it nice to be able to swear, by the way? And- oh, my God. Well, you said you said it first. And it kind of jarred me because we worked together for so long. And I right. you, rare, you rarely curse like in your I, actual I, life I off the air. But I don't. And even in the podcast, not that much. And no. secretly, I said that because so you would know it was okay. I know. I liked it. Thank yeah. you for the hint because I, I have a trash mouth, as you know. <laughs> so, all right. What I basically said about you. He, is, he did say he was worried about hiring you that you would not like him. And, that you, oh. and I said you are strong-willed, right. which is a polite way of saying that I, I thought, you know, that you're a very dominant type of person. Like, and so, and I knew that. Um, you already had that. I'm painting myself in your life. into a corner right now. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. exactly what to say. Yeah, no, go Lisa. ahead. Dude. No, but you go get ahead. It. You get it. I, 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 like, I was like, will, will this destroy uh, any of our chemistry? Because we right. all have this. Um, you know, we sort of take turns, and, um, and anyway, um, 
when you came on the show, at first, uh, and I think you know this, at first it was like, uh oh. <laughs> what have we done? And, and Spike was like, I'm supposed to be the asshole in the room. What's this bitch doing? I'm serious. I'm oh my God. Good times. Oh, he he wasn't the asshole. He's hilarious. You know, going yes. going toe to toe with Spike to see who could get the joke first was one of my favorite well, things that I ever did. And here's the thing. I should wrap it up and so we could actually talk to you. What ended up happening was that at first it was we have these two bulls in a china shop spike Fantastic and joey yeah mm -hmm. and we had me and joe <laughs> yeah and um and we and by the way i think you taught us something we were not used to like the typical woman on the radio is not you no is that fair to say yeah, that's why I'm one of the only ones left in the building, you know? <laughs> She's the last. You yeah. and Keith Richards are going to uh, tell our I grandchildren. Know, right? <laughs> the cockroaches. How you survived. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, the brilliance of what happened, and Paul was right, is that it took, I think it took several months to find a groove. Because like... Like most people, if I say something, they would go, well, he's the host. I think I'll support him. And Jody would go, no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would go like, oh, I have to rethink. Uh... <laughs> Circle back, Bob. Circle back. <laughs> I don't know you that well yet. What do I do? <laughs> you remember I, all of this, right? Did I do that to you? It's so funny because, you know, your perspective is obviously very different from mine. And I just, you know, I guess I wasn't concerned about you know what that would feel like for you but yeah i guess that... <laughs> <laughs> it's called the bull in the china shop approach yes no I know, right but here's why it was well there's several reasons it was wonderful one is our show rocketed to the top of the ratings Ooh. after being off the air for six months with jody and i believe we had our first ever trifecta do you know what the tri you know what the trifecta is Three well, consecutive um, number one books. <laughs> number one adults, twenty-five fifty-four. Yeah. Number one men, twenty-five fifty-four, and never achieved without Jody. Number one women, twenty-five fifty-four. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give me all that credit. I mean, I think that it was. Uh, I think it was a great show at a great time on a great station. I think we could have done it for. A long time and it would have evolved and looked at uh, looked at a lot of different ways and all that stuff but it's funny still sitting in that chair i think of you all the time you've gotten kinder since i last spoke with you that's very nice <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> anyway it was i yeah go ahead i loved it i loved it it was um it was kind of amazing and our friend our mutual friend paul reminded me recently um because i met him for lunch and we were talking about you and I said, oh, yeah, you know, Bob finally invited on uh, invited me on the podcast now that he's gone through and exhausted every other co-host and psychic that ever yeah. fucking existed. Like every I'm other person who ever now. walked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we can get to that. And I have a couple questions yeah, yeah. for sure. you. But, uh -huh. you know, and I, I'm excited to be here, obviously, because I miss talking to you. Thank you. Um, and he said, you know, it's funny because you were the first woman who was a lover who was ever allowed in the room. And That's I right. thought. Yeah, and I don't know if that was because of the way the studio was structured when you guys were at KZOK versus when we were at KJR, now the Jet. Um, there's multiple reasons chair. for it. There's always a reason Paul would say something to blow sunshine up your skirt, and I'll keep that separate. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, part of the reason is you were more active during the whole show. Uh, but I, to be fair, part of that was previous um, uh, news women were, you know, primarily their purpose earlier on in radio was, uh, now here's Robin Quivers with the news, right? And then eventually yeah. Robin just became, you know, uh, Stern's big co-host. Yeah. Right. And we were, uh, we were moving towards making that leap anyway. Uh, Maura Gallucci came from Cairo. She was, I mean, you, whoever you have, you take advantage of their skills. Sure. And she was, you know, a, a bona fide and still is a great uh, news presence in town. Whereas you're a co-host. And uh, yeah. so some of it was that Pedro was in that booth. Uh, but also it's just like, no, this is a co-host. She's got to sit. You know, she's. I, I knew that you weren't gonna sit quietly and wait your turn. <laughs> no, <laughs> not in her no. makeup. No, and no. and by the way, I say that. You know how much I love every single woman who is willing to put up with me. I do. Uh, yeah, uh, but I say that because you know that was your strong suit, and uh, and it, and by the way, it stretched me out and made me learn how to. Um, it's just how to juggle in a whole different way. So, and we had, gosh, did we have some uh, amazing moments? We did. That was a great yeah. show. All right, enough nostalgia. Welcome, Jody Brothers. She's just getting here now. We're just getting started. Thank you. Thank um, you. You're still in the chair doing the shift on that same radio station, and we're at how many years later? Six. You mean since since I started in that particular studio? That's or... right. Yeah. No, since since uh, we left, since I left. I believe it's. Uh, is it five? No, it was twenty. It was August twenty fourteen. God, twenty twenty one. It is flying by. the The only anniversary that I remember is because I started with you when we all started at KJR together on the first day, which was April first, twenty eleven, and right. I remember that because. My baby was four months old. Wow! On that day, and and so and I how old is he now? How old is he now? Remedial he's gonna math. be he's gonna be eleven in December. So that's that's how I how long I've been at that Six particular station no, in that years. particular chair. Seven yes. years. Wow! God, has it been that long? My God, what years. have you been yeah. doing? Getting old. Europe? <laughs> yeah. Fuck! My God. All right. So now, uh, anyway, enough with the nostalgia. Yes. <laughs> How do you feel? What do you care about in the world? What do you rant about? What do you, you know, what's, what, what's been up with you? Um, well, since we've last worked together, it's the same, but it's mostly amplified. I mean, you know, I have a 10-year-old. Mm. I'm divorced. I am a house manager here in West Seattle, where I still live in the same house, and you know, I coach my kids' soccer team. It's very Kathy Lee Gifford. I try, you know, I do, I do all, I do all the stuff. You know, I mean, nothing with me has changed that much. Um, business is different. Obviously, the industry um, is different, and the fact that I still have a job is something I'm grateful for all it's the amazing. time. Yeah. Amen. It is yeah. amazing. <laughs> Can you and even believe it? Like, I what the, the hell? I looked at the ratings on that station. Smartest move they ever did was to go adult contemporary and put a strong woman in that chair. And by the way, you've mowed through several co-hosts. 
Since they I call like... me the Black Widow, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> call me the Black That's... Widow. Although, in fairness, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Marty, mo- Marty moved to Germany, mm. and we did the show with him in a chair in Berlin with that time difference. For how and many the years? delay was unnoticeable for three years. Wow. And wow. if we didn't tell you, you never would have known it. And yeah. it was really fun. Did you and tell the I audience heard... he was in Germany? Yeah, um... You know, it's really a shame. Did he start um, talking like the guys from Hogan's Heroes? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> Quarter after three in the morning, everybody up. Yeah. You know, it really is a shame oh, because good. we missed yeah. <laughs> we missed such a great opportunity to talk about what it's like to live abroad. Because I don't know about you, but I've never lived in another country. No, and I have. <laughs> they didn't really want us to talk about it much right, right, because right. they wanted him. I mean, we didn't lie about it, but we didn't bring it up. Up as much as I would have liked right. and local, then local. yeah well local 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 but also it's like I think that they I I just I don't know what they think about people like they're too stupid to understand or they they don't care or whatever but I always felt like we missed an opportunity there to talk about what it's like to live abroad because yeah. that was interesting yeah. and you know we're supposed to be talking about ourselves right so yeah, yeah that yeah. that sucked well Marty and his wife and didn't they just go sailing across the Mediterranean on a on a sailboat oh or something? my god they're just living yes. this crazy life um, yeah, they really are. I think they're coming back um, next year because their daughter really wants to attend a year of high school in West Seattle with her friends. Oh. But yeah, back and back and forth. You know, if okay. they could do a couple of years there, they could do a couple of so years. So you're and, and when we talked about today, I mean, you literally and this brought back memories, by the way, because I was like, yeah. can we do a mic test? And you were like, well, I have between 1130 and 1145 and then I have 10 minutes at two o'clock. But then I'm <laughs> then I got a three to five in your coach and soccer and everything. It is a um, it is still. A, a pretty grueling schedule. Like, what time do you take your Ambien tonight, and what time does the alarm <laughs> clock go off? Uh, I will be taking my melatonin because I only take Ambien on Sundays. Okay, um, I love that. I'll take that at eight thirty, and the alarm goes off at four. Right. Wow. I had. Do to... you miss it? No. Oh, oh. So when we were looking for a house in Vermont, yeah, there were two beautiful houses. One of them was brand new. It was like built in 2011, which, by the way, in Vermont, any house built sooner than 1912 is considered a new house. <laughs> My and it um, had this beautiful panoramic view, and it was back in 2015, and it was like for half the cost of a condo in Kirkland. And I was like, oh, that's a gorgeous house. And, it has, and, and then this other house also had a nice view, and it was a little farm. It needed a little more work. It was a little older. But one of them had a sunset view, and the other had a sunrise view. Ah. I said, if I never see another sunrise as long as I live. <laughs> well, so, you know, you also made it pretty hard on yourself because you lived 40 minutes away. So yeah. every day for you was a haul. Well, but I, I was put in the car asleep and, and fed <laughs> coffee intravenously. So even if I lived next door, like I tried that a couple of times. I stayed in a hotel in town. And I get to the mic and I go, hello. You know, you have to wake up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I mean, I also worked, you know, preparing for interviews and stuff until, gosh, sometimes right before going to sleep. Uh, oh, yeah, I know what you did. And yeah. then you'd go home and then you'd uh, do more music and yeah. just like be just nonstop. Medic. Yeah. I'm glad they don't want me anymore, really, to be honest <laughs> with you. Oh, uh, God forbid. But, I'm but, sure if you wanted to come back, they would gladly have you. But no, well, so we'll have that story another time. So back to you, because I want to know more about you. 
Um, you, um, you were always uh, one of the great things about you is you were plugged in. And again, this is not a eulogy. I know I hate that sound too. <laughs> you know, I missed all the good but stuff. You're plugged into the local music scene, and I miss doing that a little bit. Um, hearing the up and coming artists. And, you know, we used to give them a slot. We used to put live music on the radio yeah. show any day that a decent band wanted to come in. And yeah. it, it was usually you who was stay, saying, here's a great uh, performer. Her name is Star Anna. And yeah. She's awesome. And we'd bring her in and we'd be like blown away. Um, how is the music scene these days? And did any of the stars, the, any of the people we came in with, uh, you know, explode and able to make a great living. Um, what's um, it like? Yeah, I mean, remember when Joe found Aaron Jones? Oh God, um, yes. And that guy's really blown up. I mean, a lot of we've had we had a lot of bands, and my God, those were the good old days. There's no, there was no way that we were able to do that after your show left, and right. we became. Um, a music monster there you know we were not the venue for local music anymore and then after the pandemic happened my god everybody in the community here you know struggled to to deal with their lives you know to pay their rents and their mortgages and to figure out did you like, do the what show from gonna... home during the pandemic no i never did you know no. i went into the studio every day they wiped they said nobody can come in except the morning shows hmm. and um I was going in and at the time it was me and Pedro and Pedro and I were doing the show together and it was kind of like just the morning shows and all the salespeople and the promotions people and all the managers, everybody was not allowed in the building, no guests in the building. And so it felt, it felt very safe and it also right, right, felt right. like kind of normalcy for me because I <sighs> didn't feel like, oh, you know, what the fuck? But I was set up to work from home, as you can tell, with my beautiful mic feed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It doesn't uh, sound bad, right? Yeah. It sounds okay. It sounds good. Yeah, no, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I'm set um, up if I have to. How be, disappointed were that? you? I'm just going to ask some dumb, obvious questions. How disappointed were you that the Trump uh, had the election stolen from him? Uh, and... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. And still, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. upset. Uh, yeah. Uh, Every day, every day with the garbage, every day you read the news. It's the same. I mean, it's just like the most polarizing time ever. And yeah. it's never been more black and white that if half of the people in this country just like fell off the face of the earth, that'd be fine with me at this point. Because it's, it's just Jody, so far. Un, so undecided. let's all, this is one of my favorite things right. about Jody. So let's all sing Kumbaya now, please. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I wish we could. I wish we could. We're just so far apart now, yeah. like with everything. With but now, everything. And, and I hear you, uh, but I believe that by saying that, uh -huh. that they, in other words, when you call someone dumb for, say, being an anti vaxxer, uh -huh. then they dig in their heels more. Yeah. I know. Um, I also believe that, um, and I'm not blaming social media, but I believe that the empowerment of everybody has left the smart, curated people powerless, and that the pitchforks and torches uh, control, you know, control the algorithms that decide what we get. So, so I'm, you know, me. I don't blame anybody for anything, but I, so I, I'm empathetic to people who are misled these days. Oh, I, I know you are, but I have also seen your social media because, you know, we're friends, Bob. Yes, and, I remember um, that vaguely. I... <laughs> do you still have the picture of you in front of the titty bingo sign at Hooters? Yes, that's part of I your do. Social... <laughs> titty bingo. Wow. 
<laughs> no, wow. no. Is that still on Did your page? I... Once you put yes, something it's... on social media, it never goes away. It's the greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen. I was driving home and they said Wednesday, titty bingo. And then I went back to take a picture. <laughs> you had to take a selfie. And it was gone. The sign was gone. And I said, holy shit, I missed the sign said titty bingo. Why didn't I have a picture of this? And somebody sent it to me because somebody else oh, took the picture. Because, uh, you know. Nice. Um, no. And by the way, I didn't call anybody stupid. I said, we're really far apart because I actually have some anti-vaxxers in my life and I have some um, people who I have differing political views on in my life. But the problem is now, as you know, it's just it stretches beyond just political and who you vote. I mean, my parents were independents. They probably voted for Reagan and they probably voted. They voted for George Bush. You know what I mean? Like none of this stuff has to do with Republican and Democrat. It's all just very... I know. Oh, really? Is that who we're dealing with? We got on the line. I'm back from the dead. <laughs> you know, if you mention anybody historical, that person joins us on the show. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's heard her mention my name. <laughs> <laughs> They're back to the no new taxes thing. Now they've done the 180, just like I did. So so good. So many new taxes, though. Did you hear about the billion, the millionaire tax, the billionaire the tax? Billionaire tax. I, we were actually had that on our list to talk about today. So join, join I love now. it. You do love I it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Four four hundred million dollars or a hundred million dollars a year for three years in a row, and everybody in West Virginia who makes two dollars an hour is screaming, <laughs> "No, don't, don't do it." And it just goes back to what you're saying. It's not that people are stupid. It's just that they're getting their news from questionable sources. Well, uh, most people get their news from Facebook. That's right. Oh, and, it's and even painful. if it's New York Times or Wall Street Journal, or Wall Street Journal doesn't do it, but BuzzFeed or whatever, the stories that they see are the stories that fit their algorithm. There. I know. Right. So right. There, there is no curation. There is no attempt to give you alternate point of views. Uh, speaking of billionaires... Elon Musk made $36 billion yes. in a single day. I thought it was 236. Oh, no, he's worth 236. Yeah. He's worth $289 billion. Right. Uh, the reason, do you know why he made $36 billion I, in a I single do. day? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's what I would say, because he's really smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't object to him making that money, but the reason is because uh, I believe it was Hertz rental car. Yeah. Signed a deal with Elon Musk to buy 100,000 Teslas. And that's like a tipping point. Yep. So good for uh, fighting climate change uh, that basically says, oh, these these cars aren't just for show offs with enough money to buy one. Yeah. And it's great for Hertz, too, because if I flew into, you know, uh, wherever, I would totally rent a Tesla because I don't have a Tesla. I have a gas guzzler and I would love to drive one for a day. That would make me and feel so, very cool. So and so much so so much better than that OJ endorsement deal that they had going. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still running that one? That feels uh, No, he's dated. not running through the airport anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. So I, when it comes to the billionaire tax. Uh, I'm I, I, look. I'm for it in some form, but I at one point was in the highest tax bracket. I'm not now. I um, I think I made uh, four thousand dollars last year. In <laughs> um, but uh, and and so and by the way, when I was in that tax bracket, I was like, "Where's this? The rich get off without paying taxes?" Because I didn't have any breaks. I was basically 
you know, there's this there's this point where you figure out how to hide money, and mm-hmm. I wasn't there yet. No. And um, and I think my tax rate, and it was under who was it? It must have been Clinton. It was thirty nine point something percent. Yeah, it's crazy. But then wasn't that Obama? That was that was no, your wasn't North Obama. Bend year, no, right? it's back. It went down to like thirty. So the Democrats and Republicans all scream bloody murder, and, and it's like this big tug of war, and they move it plus or minus three percent depending on who's in power. That's basically what usually happens. Do not Those say it went down. What's that, Bill? Do not say it went down during my administration. Yep. Nothing went Nothing down. Went down. At all. Very, very clever. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, and then, of course, the city had a uh, excise, uh, some kind of a tax of one point something percent. And then we were living in King County or Seattle area. The, the sales taxes are eight or nine percent and the gas right. taxes. And I went like, OK, I feel like I make a lot of money, but I really only make half. Yeah. And um, and then I figured something out near the end of the career. And it was, I'm being stupid taking all of this money. Uh, you can put some of it towards retirement, and if you want to, you can actually. And, and there's so many things. I now know all the things rich people can do now that I'm making $4,000 a year. <laughs> Just <laughs> in time. Yeah. Just in time. Well, what they do is there's many ways to tax shelter money. One is to have a corporation and only pay yourself, you know, a dollar. <laughs> and, um, and, and here's why that stuff happens. And I'm not going to try to convince Jody to be uh, a conservative, but I, I'm going to at least give her you something. You can give it a shot. No, I'm not even going to. But, but what I'm going to say is what happens with that dough, like when I finally figured out, oh, I should put some in a defined benefit plan and save it for retirement. And, and you know this from 401ks. When you do that, you can't touch the money. Yeah. It's not yours. And you put it away. Well, actually, what you're really doing is giving it to Wall Street and they're using it to make themselves and Jeff Bezos and, you know, Zuckerberg and everybody else richer and richer. Uh, but those are also the things, the engines that drive the economy. So in taxing the rich, I have two worries. One, you don't want to hurt the economy. But bigger than that, um, they'll find a way after you've yeah. written the law yeah. to shelter it some other way but see that's the funny part bob you totally could convince me to be fiscally conservative because i'm only going to have this job for another you know five seconds until i get fired too everybody knows it (laughs) like that's not the hard part the problem is being fiscally conservative is attached to being socially conservative which i am not and never will be no and i I never will be either i'm yeah. yeah i call myself a radical centrist that's oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, because I am. I, I, and by the way, you taught me that too. You had a lot of friends of various different lifestyles, and I love everybody. I, and, you know, yeah, I, I always have actually. But uh, and and uh, the interesting thing is that um, it's called just being smart, being right. good with money and good with people. Maybe and, I'm a radical centrist. What do we do? <laughs> uh, we say it, and then we like. Hope other people do stuff. No. Do we play volleyball? Do we get together and have yeah. ribs? What do we do? It sounds great. I mean, no meat, no meat, no, no meat. meat. No. <laughs> oh, no. I'm right. still I want to ask you about one little issue before we bring my son Andrew on. And if you want yeah. to stay when Andrew's on, I'm sure he'd love to hear you. Um, so uh, this came up with me and my son Keith. We have talked about it a few times on this program. And uh, 
at first I, I at first I couldn't understand what it's like because I no longer have young children. But I figure, uh, you know, you have a 10, 11 year old. Maybe maybe you could understand. Keith and Leanne, who is a nurse, are very hesitant about vaccinating our granddaughters, age four and seven. Yeah. And they feel that, hey, they got vaccinated right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in California, there's this, you know, Governor Newsom, who's uh, polarizing, but pretty popular, who basically says that as soon as that vaccine for five and up is approved, he's going to make it mandatory to go to school. Yep. That's heavy handed. And, um, you know, you got a little one. He's not five anymore. But what do you think about that? You know, there's no way that I could sleep at night if I didn't trust all the doctors and the CDC and the FDA and everybody who's got any, you know, business being a top scientist. They say it's okay. They've tested it. The kid dose is a third of the dose of the adults. The kids already have vaccinations. I was not opposed. You know, when when you have a brand new baby, you take them in and they get vaccination after vaccination. I wasn't opposed to those. Right. You know, the the memo at the time was, oh, you know, they're going to develop this and develop that. And none of that turned out to be true. Um, And I don't think that that you can stay sane by making these decisions up for yourself and deciding, oh, I'm going to believe this YouTube doctor over my own pediatrician, because where does it end? Right, Right. Like, I have to have trust in people. If I was a professional pediatrician i wouldn't want anybody being like yeah well i you know da, 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 da. it's like who the fuck are you like yeah. what do you know what where's your Jody, are you gonna have to put a sign in front of yourself to go on regular terrestrial radio right now <laughs> uh, tomorrow morning i mean <laughs> bob oh my god i'm having the best time you said i could <laughs> you are. uh go, wow no, t- yeah i i, I i'm I'm sort of not surprised, but a little surprised. But you're right. I mean, you wouldn't, you know, if you were going to have brain surgery, uh, if someone said you needed brain surgery, um, you wouldn't deny that you needed it. And you, you wouldn't go get it done at Jiffy Lube. Yeah, I remember, you know, when we were on the air together and everybody was talking about, you know, Big Brother and phone tracking and and all the ads and the cookies and all this stuff. And you were very much opposed or maybe you were just, you know, I was always worried advocate. about where it was headed. Yes. Yeah. And I remember, you know, my opinion at the time and and still to some extent continues to be whatever. Like they got it. They got it. What's going to happen? Like, is somebody going to come knocking down the door? You know, if I want packages delivered here and I want people to send me memos about stuff and I want my, you know, I I want all my information to be delivered to my inbox. You got to give it. You got to give up the ghost of any privacy. And I just I guess maybe, you know, some could say it's naive, but I just believe in science still. Yeah. Like, and you know, well, um, I think it's going to be okay. Well, we don't have another hour because I could definitely talk to you for that and more. <laughs> well, um, you could cycle through all of your co-hosts and second cousins and, and people's, <laughs> you know, Mora's mailman and That's you know Casey's toddler, and then get back to me. <laughs> We've only had Casey on once. Uh, we have not had Luciana on. We've had Pedro on once. But no, this is very good. Jody, if you would like to be... Here's I know what's going to happen. I'm going to say, Jody, come on once a month. And you're going to go, I can't. I'm busy. I got soccer coach. <laughs> it's just going to be hard to reach you. Or maybe not. Well, <laughs> soccer ends the last... Uh, soccer ends right before Thanksgiving. And then my Wednesdays will be free. You uh, know, it's very important to me. We're undefeated. The Titans are undefeated. This is awesome. very important to me. Right, I take so- this very seriously. Jody Brothers, you want to hang around for a few minutes? 
Uh, no, I want to take a shower because I smell disgusting. <laughs> no, that's honesty right there. <laughs> Jody is, she has to get up at what time? I get up at four. You know when oh, I get up. Oh, Lord. Say hi to Andrew Rivers for one second before you go. I'm yeah, hit record for sure. Andrew puts this on uh, social media. Uh, it's the only reason he comes on with us because you know, it's not worth hanging out with a bunch of old farts <laughs> in the senior home unless he gets some media out of it. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Hi, Jody. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I like I your long that, uh, hair. Thank you. My parents uh, are disappointed in me, but that was before the hair, so. <laughs> well, sure. I, I think you look cool, Andrew. I think your long hair is giving you vibes. Oh, wow. perfect. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> it's that I can't afford a haircut vibe. Yeah, exactly. No, no you look cool. You look healthy and buff, and, and yeah. you're, you're doing it still, and congratulations. Yeah, it's great. That's a great side for my career. Well, you're still doing it. That's good. You're still doing. It. I can't fucking believe yeah, it. You know, can't believe we we can't uh, we did not encourage that, and uh, you still stuck it out anyway. So, yeah. uh, well, no, my will... album is out, so uh, you can uh, right. you know I'm a, I'm official. So let's say uh, let's say good night to album. Jody because she has to go to bed, and then we'll talk about your album. Jody, have a nice hour, Jody. Hey. Hey. Good night, everybody. Thanks good, for having good me, night, Bob. Good night. Right. Take care. Bye. Appreciate it. All right. Howdy. Howdy. I just didn't, you know. On <laughs> no, one hand, fine. I wanted her to stay around. On the other hand, I know she has to go to bed. And yeah. also, um, anytime we have five people on. Right. Yeah. It's hard to, you know. I mean, we yeah, can't. well, I mean, I get you were like, hey, someone else can talk to my kid because I don't want to. You know? <laughs> that, that gets the monkey yeah. off your back. You know? So is, is It's this, been like a month since yeah. I've been on the podcast. So yeah. uh, Well, you were touring part of the time. We also right. had to do a show on a different day. And um, and I love Thanks this because it, call. Andrew's yeah. like, uh, you know, he doesn't call me until it's time for the podcast. And he goes, are we on? And like, where's my invitation? And I go, well, we had to record it last night. He was like, oh, thanks for letting me know. And I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. I'll have my producer do that. <laughs> well, you, you do contact several other people for the show. I think you can just loop me in on the group chat if you want. But I, I understand if it's too much work for you. I, I don't know. What is uh, a you group just call chat? Me, is, you that, just is, that, call, yeah, is that one yeah. of those swipe left things that you use to sure, find other people? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, have someone at the home explain it <laughs> yeah, to yeah. you for you. But, anyway. uh, <laughs> listen, I'm happy. You, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. You guys finally ran out of Wikipedia articles. Thank you for having me. Uh, for sure. uh, uh, so anyway, now it is great to have you. And um, look, are we still going to do the unappreciated sun bit, or you know? I'm, you're just telling. I mean, jokes, I just man. I just... drove around the country and followed you like a Grateful Deadhead fan <laughs> to see this incredible show you're on. I bragged to everybody did. about you, and uh, and then you still go, yeah, my my dad. He's... Scratching his ass and reading Wikipedia. <laughs> so much more fun than, than him fun. Yeah. Fussing so, over Anyway, you, uh, you are, uh, first off, good to see you doing so great. Uh, life is good. You're going back on tour again with Steve Hofstetter at some point? Yeah. I'll be yeah. gone uh, starting like November 2nd in yeah. Orlando. And the he, album and, support tour. Yeah. Well, and here's the best part of it. His last show is November 23rd in Syracuse. Is it Syracuse? Yes. Wow. And it's four hours from here. And I get the honor of picking him up and bringing him here for Thanksgiving. Very cool. 
which is awesome. Wow, you know? it's I mean, what a what a great father driving two hours, four to, hours <laughs> each way. Excuse son, me, I mean, I'm the exaggerator on. here. I'm the one that minimizes <laughs> other people. Where Just did you so learn that shit from? Two turkeys at the at the celebration. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can't you know, yeah. it's I get it. You know, it's so much easier. Just throw me on a greyhound and. <laughs> And uh, then the chances are I might get murdered on the bus, sure. and and then you don't have he's, to spend Thanksgiving. He's got a resentment so because that. he had to take a Uber from Burlington. Uh, uh -oh. The only reason he had to do that is I was picking up his other brother in Boston. So uh -huh. no, I love my favorite thing is yeah, to you be your you your dropped roadie. off your favorite son at the uh -oh. other city, and uh -oh. then <laughs> my favorite son. Be you know, <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. Come if on. I had a favorite son, <laughs> you should shut up about it. That's all I would say. Because <laughs> I uh, love both my sons equally, uh, but I love what you do. You know that. Uh, and one of my favorite times ever having you here was when you had booked your flight out of Montreal. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, I'll drive you to Montreal. You know, three and a half, four hours each way, crossing a border. I thought this would be a great time for us to sit. And what we did on that um, on that road is we listened to cool comics that were inspirational. Do you remember the big one we listened to? I mean, yeah, we listened to Louis C.K. a Louis lot. Louis C.K. I was like, this yeah. guy is incredible. You should model your life after him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why you don't take advice from uh, from Dad there. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, I saw him once, but he, I had to leave. There were some gals that wanted to, he, some other comics he wanted to hang out with. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get to it. So you're, you're going to well, be... Well, I wanted to leave, but he wouldn't let me. He was yeah. standing in the doorway. <laughs> you're, uh, so you're going to be back on tour, but the real big news is your album is out. It was one week exclusive on Pandora. Now it's on all the streaming services. Yes. Uh, the album is called For the Wrong Reasons. There you go. You got the promo oh, yeah. notes I and, sent to And you've got Thank a you. rose in your mouth, which is obviously <laughs> a, a, a callback to the um, the gal. What's her name? Katie? Katie, yeah. From The Bachelorette. And But the really big news, and you know what I'm going to bring up, because your mother I is don't. all excited about it, is that Katie announced that oh. her guy, what was his name? The guy that she was supposedly going to spend Blake. the rest? Nick? Blake. Blake. Uh, she announced that they had agreed to part ways and yep. that uh, although they deeply respected each other, there's this uh, comedian in Seattle that uh, she's hopelessly yeah, sure, in love sure, with. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Okay, TMZ. Let's, <laughs> she's let's back on it. the market yeah. anyway. Well, she's back on the market, and your mother is like already planning the shower, you know, the bridal shower. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's interesting. I, don't, I didn't know any, I had no advanced knowledge of it. Um, I do know that he's in, he lives in Canada, but for the last month he's been in Africa saving animals or something. He works for like a conservatory. Mm. And so I'm sure, not that I can relate to this or anything, but I'm sure being away from someone for a month at a time can be hard on oh, a relationship. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. you know, everyone I know is texting me like, now's your chance. You can get back together. <laughs> now's your chance. I'm on a bus on just my way to Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to text her and tell her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She doesn't want to go to third world countries like Ohio, you know. It's, it's there, so. Easy. <laughs> it's still close to Detroit there. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I haven't reached out to her. I I, I feel a little paralyzed by fear sometimes, you know, because yeah, I don't yeah. I don't want her to think I'm reaching out for the wrong reasons, right. and. Uh, 
So that's I the think, name uh, of your album, by the way. That's Council. Another plug. Sentimental reason. <laughs> Thank you. Come on. <laughs> but okay. I think uh, you know, I'll wait a few days and and send my condolences with a picture of me flexing in the mirror. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm all buff uh, now. Yeah. Now, but uh, she your, did. Uh, yes, um, go ahead. She Sorry. she did recently do her first stand-up comedy performance. So. Hmm. Really? Uh, my thought, this is my plan to trick her into loving uh, me, right? Is uh, <laughs> if she comes back to Seattle, I'll invite her to like a big show and invite her to, you know, see how successful and famous I am. And how it's really and, done. Um, it's like the old saying if you want to sleep your way to the top, you've got to start at the bottom. And I'm right here. For you. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. Sign sealed to beautiful. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, shoot. Well, I'll keep going. Yeah. Um, I could take that. You have, if you have yeah. a thought, you just write it down, and then we can come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, enough of her. So uh, sure. W- what else is going on with you right now? What's your What's your big deal? I mean, I'm just promoting the album. You know, the album yeah. is out. Uh, I'm still in the closet, but the album is out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, are you? By the way, I, I will. At one, there was one time we thought oh, he's. <laughs> He's really sensitive, maybe. Just and one then, time? Yeah. Well, and then it was like, eh, maybe he's a switch hitter. I don't know. Uh, and uh, sure. But then you've always pretty much been interested in girls. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I remember what I was going to ask you about. On, on the okay. album, do you get, um, how do you get paid these days? We were talking about Spotify royalties and how small they are. Sure. Does anybody actually buy downloads? Yeah, a bunch of people sent me a note that said they bought it on iTunes. Awesome. Um, I know, like, Spotify is, you know, five hundredths of a cent every time you stream it yeah, or whatever. He, he knows. So That's right. I always tell people, like, hey, when you're leaving for work, just leave it on your uh, Alexa for the, <laughs> for the cats. You know, just play it for your cats. <laughs> leave it and, on repeat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just play it on mute while oh you do God. some other stuff in you the do know You do know your mother would fall for that, right? Yep. You don't. Oh, she it, yeah. she should play it for the cat because the cat doesn't like me. But I think if uh, if the cat gets to know me, because no, but, I'm not around all the time. But yeah, if it gets right. used to the sound of my voice, you know, maybe she leaves the TV on all morning. And Rachel Ray has never sent us a nickel. So I think <laughs> yeah, that cat is uh, leaning pretty far right. That's yes. pretty funny. Wow. Uh, so there is that. And then um, and, and how did you do like they rank new releases and stuff? Did you have anything to brag about there? All right, we can move on to another topic. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Oh, I, I think we lost him. Did we Uh-oh. lose him? Yeah. Yeah, his signal cut out. Oh, I hate when that happens. Uh, when yeah, when a comic releases a new album, they, um, you know, they rank the newest releases that came out that week. And Andrews of the stature, where he probably showed up in the top whatever, top five right. or whatever. But right. yeah, he just disappeared. Here he's coming back. Are you back? Hello. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know either. Okay. So uh, when the releases came out, did you rank? I don't know. I actually didn't. I didn't look it up. I. I think. I. I'm sure someone would have told me, but I didn't. Uh, hmm. I didn't look into it. Actually, I. I went on a hike the day of the album, so that I didn't stare at my phone all day, going, "Who else is going <laughs> to send me love?" And I yeah, just yeah, wanted yeah. to not have a phone signal. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of some. Uh, 
you know, because it's a lot of people will think about the first week numbers, but this is a long term project, right? Like, right. This right. thing is on the Internet forever. It's beaming into space. Foreign planets are going to hear it. The aliens, <laughs> when they take over, right, maybe right. they'll go. This is another reason to add to our list to, to blow this planet up. But uh, I was thinking of like promotional stunts, you know, because you lived uh -huh. on a billboard for a week and you buried yourself in concrete. So I'm trying to think like, you know. I don't hey. know if you had any any ideas that you didn't use, or I don't know if I'm up for, you know, a billboard lifestyle. Well, but times have changed. Uh, this is a worth worthwhile discussion. Oh, sorry, what, what are you is, playing? Are you? <laughs> Ed's got a porn channel on at the bottom. Everyone says it's my roommate that plays porn, but it's Ed the whole time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, so prior to internet ubiquity. Um, you know, oh, would you Jeff. knock it off, Ed? He's trying. You can really tell who's interested in this podcast to sure. keep opening new tabs. <laughs> no, I'm going to shut the phone down. He's trying to stay awake. Narcoleptic Ed, live from Detroit. All right, have you got it under control? I'm trying to shut it <laughs> off, but it's, it's it's a new phone, and I don't know how to shut the 12 off yet. Oh, oh. What kind of phone uh, is it? The 12.5. Uh, Wait a minute. Whatever that is, twelve the iPhone twelve five Pro. Why did you not, Why did you not get the thirteen? It wasn't out yet. And why this you... is the Edsel of all iPhones, by the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why did you get a new iPhone that wasn't new though? Did you break it was your phone new at the time? Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you see, but I've had it was new last year, and you haven't figured it out. Yeah. I, I oh, that's typical. I'm a luddite, yeah. Bob. Okay. You realize we're giving credence to Andrew's theory that we're all in a senior home right now, right? <laughs> yes, okay. but he's right. <laughs> uh, back to you, Andrew. Uh, Thank you. Sure. I can't remember where we were. Well, the so promotional sorry. stunts, living on a billboard, oh, times of change. Yes. So back in the day, you could do a promotional stunt, and there'd be three news channels locally. There'd be two newspapers. Right, a helicopter following you. A helicopter, yeah. and they would all be forced to do whatever was the biggest thing of the day in their in their town. Uh, mm. Now, all of those, if those channels even exist, they have a skeleton staff of people that rewrite BuzzFeed stories. And yeah, um, and they don't and have they're run by corporate. They they get yeah. you've seen those like Sinclair Media where they oh. they splice the 40 different uh, newscasters saying the same D thing. Does any, do you know about that stuff? Zip and Ed? I'm sure you've know. talked about it on here. Yeah, no, we haven't. Um, uh, these days, a lot of news content, because there's so few reporters hired, like if you're part of a broadcast group, they will send you stories that they made for the whole group, and then they'll put individual call letters in. Yeah. And frequently the stories have whatever slant the particular group has uh, on the news. And it's made to look like you still have local news, but you don't. No. Repackaging right. and repurposing. Right. Stringers, they used to call it. Yeah. yeah. So for Andrew, who wants to promote his record, um, there's, you know, the old-fashioned, um, old-fashioned now, YouTube and <laughs> Facebook are old-fashioned. Yeah. I got to go get arrested by the police or something. You know, I need a news story out yeah. here. But... I don't even know. Does that work? for uh, like? I don't know. Here's what I got so far. Here's my idea. Is, uh, okay. when, the, when the YouTube video comes out, because uh, the it's just audio version right now, they still got to add laughter to the video. Sure. But 
Uh, there, I was thinking of like a iPad giveaway. I've seen this online a couple times. Where <laughs> if it's like I'm gonna give away an iPad if you leave a comment on the post and tag three friends. Look, that if way, if you want to make money, you're gonna give away an iPad if you give me your social security number and the name of your firstborn right. and your <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and your and your wife's well, No, I just name. pick yeah. a comment. Someone who comments on the video and tags a couple friends, and right. then I, but I'm I'm just trying to think of the ways that you know, that it could go wrong. Like uh, either that I'll mess it up or someone will try to rig it, the contest, you know, uh, I'll pick the comment that says horny singles near you. And then everyone knows <laughs> that that was Ed serious. cheating yes. his way to the iPad, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, but it's like, no, I thought it was a spam bot. I, you know, I was going to pick the spam bot on purpose so I could keep the iPad, get off on a technicality. Okay. That's the only way I get off nowadays. Technicality. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Listen, the lonely comic. Listen, I, did, he, did he disconnect again, or is it just no, thank no, you? No, perfect. No, That's no. good. Well, I should be more famous for how talented I am. I just need yes. a, another break here. It's true. Um, I'm still a little pissed that ABC didn't try to put me on The Bachelorette, you know, because mm. obviously that relationship didn't work out. So it's like you guys were wrong, you know. <laughs> And, and they're having all these diversity issues on, on ABC, you know? And so I, I, who better to solve that than me? I want to see yeah. myself represented. I, Next I'd be the to first all the bachelor. they put on Bachelorette, yes, you are diverse. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'd be the first bachelor contestant with back knee, you know? We need yeah, there you go. Representation. You know, have you ever thought, Andrew, if she is getting into stand-up, she could open for you? I mean, if she gets any kind of Ooh, chops going. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, she just opened for Whitney Cummings, and yeah. so... Well, there you go. Um, she can open for Whitney. Yeah. Um, I mean... Thank you, Ed, for not making the open for you joke open that I had joke. Yeah, expected yeah, yeah. you to make. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so well, you. that was left unsaid. I just, I yeah. left it there on the table because everyone would have get it. Yeah. Right. All right, Sometimes Andrew. you let the little fish well, go. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, charitable causes like my dating life, I hosted a charity auction in North Bend. I figured oh, wow. this would be fun to talk about because I know you, back when you were famous, you hosted these things like six times a year. Uh, you know, not charity auction. I feel like I remember I did all it, the time. Yeah, a couple. I, I, I didn't enjoy it, but when I was doing it, I did my best and was enjoying it while I was doing it. Uh, um, how, how is it for you? It's fun. Well, so they're building an art center in North Bend. It's the mm -hmm. regional center for creation of art, which is kind of like your brick thing. Yeah. And uh, so if you're looking to give away any money, more money before it ends up in the will, that's a good <laughs> spot. But uh, wow. I worked with this. Uh, they teamed me, me up with a... Yeah. <laughs> you give it all away. I'm sure. fine. Uh, this, they teamed me up with a professional auctioneer because they had seen me do stand-up a bunch, and so they wanted to... <laughs> They, they knew, you know, they, I need a, a, a parent sure. or guardian. Yeah. But uh, I learned a couple tricks. He has a couple tricks, which are really fun. Like the first item he sells is a $5 bill, and that and it sells for $25 to yeah, remind people that they can't add. it's for charity, yeah. right? It's not right. about the value Worth. you're getting. It's yeah, yeah. about right. showing other people you're better than them, right? I hate that That's kind of genius. stuff. So, I've seen this, yes. But it was fun. You know, we got to play like kind of a good cop, bad cop, and, and – uh, I provided the comic relief, and he stuck to the <laughs> official announcements. Like, when we started the auction, half the people were still outside, and so I had to be like, hey, come on in. It's ventilated, and there's a barn next door, so we can get some ivermectin if we need it. <laughs> and got a big laugh, and uh, yeah, yeah. 
That was a fun awesome. time. And there was a, a 92-year-old dentist from Bellevue who collected wow. African artifacts. And so he was auctioning off a bunch of these things. And I was trying to joke with him, like, hey, you're living proof that vaccines work, you know? You, <laughs> you have to get all these jabs to go over there and come back, and mm -hmm. he's still standing. That's good. Did you get your booster yet? Did you get your second? Yeah, I got it. You No. That, if you've done any research, it's... Uh, the, the reason that the Johnson & Johnson is only 70-whatever is because there's only one shot. The first shot of Pfizer is 70% effective also. Yeah, but they so, wane over time. Yes, which is why the ideal time to get your second booster shot is three to six months. But they did the three weeks because they wanted to make the studies go quicker. You know, right, if, they, right, right. if they do a three-month in-between time, right. which the U.K., was one of the first places because of lack of vaccines we're spoiled by by uh by wealth out here mm. but in the uk they were just saying get as many first jabs in people as possible because then you know uh then you reach a higher amount of population sooner so right um, and you had a pfizer when you were i had a road. johnson and johnson the first time and then, and then six pfizer. months later i got a pfizer before yeah. it was and they say it's now mixing and matching could be good or maybe i'll turn into voltron you know, <laughs> you know, you know, right. i am optimus prime um, <laughs> so if you were to get another one it would be your third and you haven't yeah and then but that's that. the thing too is they're coming out and saying our definition of fully vaccinated may change in the future and yeah, this yeah. is where we get into slippery slopes and you start yeah. to go it's what's gonna happen over here who knows well, lots of uh, people are losing their jobs now with the vaccine. Welcome mandate. to my world. Yes, I know. So, it well, just, it, yeah, I mean, science is supposed to be that way. Science evolves as more information becomes available. And right. at all times, scientists make the best recommendation they can risk versus reward, right. you know, with the information they have at the time. And and it's so weird because when information changes and science changes their recommendation, people go, you know, fake, you you lied. But, and, and and it's not it's yeah. not that. It's like, you know, when you were it's in the, the third it's grade. It's a messaging you, problem. Yeah. When you were in the third grade, you got some stuff wrong that you would, do, you know, you would know now. And science is like that. They're always learning. And graduate. It's debatable. Third grade. Uh, I think that's when I stopped paying attention. But um, are, there's all these like police officers sure. now, that, you know, quitting their job and they yeah. they're going viral for you know they they do their sign off and they go after 23 years of service, Jay Inslee can kiss my ass or whatever. You know, right. I heard about that. And yeah. it's interesting to me because the vaccine is meant to protect and serve, and you think that'd be. Right up their alley, <laughs> their but alley in line with their values. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But cops like COVID uh, around as long as possible because it attacks minorities better than they can. So, um, <laughs> oh. I don't know. You know, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we should force cops to take a vaccine. I mean, they already have qualified immunity, so that's got to count for something. There's <laughs> <laughs> edgy stuff, which I love. Yeah. I do love it. Right. it um, you know. Yeah. You just think like the mandate part of it is tricky because when you give the government power to force you to do something, you have to think about what the other side that you don't necessarily agree with might do with that power. Like hmm. if Republicans win, is there going to be a horse paste mandate? You know, we don't know. <laughs> 
I mean, that's one way to get Enumclaw vaccinated. But come on, folks, listen. <laughs> These guys don't know where Enumclaw is. <laughs> These are the jokes. <laughs> he's, he's been wanting to kick me off the pod for, for 20 minutes now. But it's I a, just, it's a I figure as long as I keep starting new jokes, he won't be able to <laughs> stop. No, true. we're done. We're tired. We're done 100 minutes now. <laughs> You've worn us out. But it's great to have you back, and it's been too it long. And, well, uh, I will close on one last sure. uh, little uh, edgy joke here, because, you know, we should stop horsing around about the ivermectin because, you know, it's for worms and stuff. But it's also a medicine mm-hmm. that has been used in the past, and, and it even won a Nobel Prize. Did it? And they don't. Yeah, they don't, I mean, they don't just give those out to anybody, right? I mean, Obama <laughs> won one of those for peace when he was bombing a bunch of Iranian weddings. I don't know who to trust. It's hard. Here's wow. what I do. I He's find news that agrees folks, that's with my right there. Yeah, predetermined point of view, and I just repeat that as if it's fact. Awesome. Andrew, good stuff. Thank you very much. Very good. Thanks good for having you. me. Good to see you. Okay. Andrew Rivers. Go get the album. Get the album. Uh, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, There is another. iTunes is getting me confused because there's a gospel singer named Andrew Rivers. So don't accidentally download a gospel album. And next week, when we introduce Andrew Rivers, you know what you're going to (laughs) hear. Sacrilege. Be well, son. Later. Love you. (laughs) He's on fire. I'm sorry you guys didn't get to talk much this week, That's right? okay. Not, I don't mind. It's Jody and Andrew, but uh, great to have them both on. And uh, Zip, what's new in your life before we go? Oh, well, I got my new left eye after the cataract surgery. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's good. All good. They didn't replace the whole eye. Just no, in case no. there's some people on the fence about cataract surgery. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> they plucked it right out of the hole. They put it in an aftermarket from uh, yeah, AutoZone. Yeah. You get the factory warranty. That's good. Yeah, yes. there you go. No, it's, that's, that's freaky surgery because they literally Feel cut like out your funny. lens and put it oh, in Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I got to experience what uh, Prince uh, used towards the end of his and life. And Michael Jackson. Was, well, no, this was fentanyl. I had a choice between really? propofol and fentanyl. Was Michael really? Jackson on propofol? Yes. Okay. He, he, I had uh, propofol in the hospital once. For the colonoscopy, I had the propofol. Yes, and I've propofol. had and I had fentanyl for the and, and it's funny because like, as a sort of recovering druggie, I'm like, well, I got a I got a hall pass. Pop it in me. <laughs> you know. It is really bizarre. Though. I'm under supervision and I can't go back for more. That's the big thing. Yes. It is so bizarre because you are conscious. But you're not there. You I could hear care. people talk. Yeah, you just, it's just you this just zone. Yeah. So not really sure what, it's very ethereal. It's and do you really remember weird. them working on your eye? You know, vaguely, yeah. But it's sort of just in a blur. And it just really No bizarre. pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, actually. You the know? first time I was scared and I remembered nothing. I was like, when are you going to start? And she said, oh, we're all done. Yeah, yeah. that's how it is. And then yeah. the second time. Uh, she said, um, okay, you know, you can just relax and blah, blah, blah. But you will be awake, but you just won't care. And the second time I said, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> and, you know, you have your countdown, 99, 98, oh, and you're done. You're out. Done. Uh, but I remember yeah. the second time them actually working on the eye. And it, and it was like I could feel it, but it was nothing. And after the cataract surgery... All of a sudden, I could see, you know, it was like the NBC peacock in living color. <laughs> well, that's the problem now. My right eye is yellowed. 
compared to well, my left eye. That's because the like lens I, is still uh, brownie, dirty, basically. They call well, no, no, no. The good, the 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 uh, lens eye is is bright white. Yes, and it's bright. The, it's yes. my old eye. Your old, they call old left eye. Left eye yellow. That's yeah. right. <laughs> are you are you going to start talking like a pirate now? Uh, arr, yeah. arr. Okay. Got me a Chavez greeter at Long John Silver. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how long do they, and they wait for a while to make sure the first one took because they obviously don't want you to be completely blind. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He how said, uh, you know, give, uh, well, I'm going back. I go back to actually have the, my eyeglass prescription changed in a month. Okay. And then I think I could probably even say, let's get me back on the queue there for that. I guess. I don't know. You know. That's good. I think they have, yeah, I think you've got to have it. They have to think you need it they're just not going to do it unless it you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know i think you have to have a certain amount of disability oh, no, well they'll do your other do eye if you want it they just have to make sure the first one takes like they may not think that the otherwise full-blown but here's how they get their information from you yeah so, so you, you know so after this one takes you can simply go back in and say i really like the other one done it's really here's what you do it's really bothering me that they're different I'd really like the other one done. And then bang into the door frame on the way in. <laughs> Fact. I'm, af this I'm is... afraid to make a right turn. Yeah. I've been... but, but this is I can't Zip. get home. <laughs> this is Zip, who still hasn't gotten his booster shot. Oh, yeah, right. that's true. I have not. No. Get your ass over there and get it done, cowboy. All right. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> Eventually he'll get it because he's sick of us asking about it. <laughs> that's true. But I'm, okay. I'm ready for my fourth shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Which I'm not going to do. But hey, I'm, collect all twelve. Trade yeah. with, with your friends. friends. I'm going to watch the numbers, <laughs> but it's my view that six months after being vaccinated, you watch the numbers for breakthrough cases. Yeah, very small. And if there are enough, you know, you go get the shot. They never say no. By the way, eventually you go to Seven Eleven, get a big gulp and a booster shot. Right? <laughs> you know? That's right. That's a good idea. All right, uh, quick rock story before we go, and we've gone long tonight, but I, I hope it was fun. Jody is a hoot, isn't she? Yes, she is. Wow, yeah, yeah. real and, deal. And I wasn't kidding. Seriously, it was like I don't know um, if we have her on the show. How do I? <laughs> you know, she's a very strong-willed woman, and um, you know. It was, uh, but boy, she taught me a lot. She yeah. was, she was uh, funny, and um, you know, eventually, I was like, "Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am," yes, <laughs> <laughs> in a in a fun way. Okay, yeah. uh, this story uh, caught my eye. I think I forwarded it to you guys. Gene Simmons of Kiss, ah, yes, is selling his mansion. The master marketer. He bought it for ten million. How long has he owned it? couple of months oh geez oh. yeah five months uh he bought and by the way here's a little bit about this mansion Eleven thousand square feet right on an acre uh, and it has a next door acre that he bought for privacy that he put 130 trees on oh boy now um do you know what a tree is in las vegas uh a water sucking expense yeah a thirsty some bitch yeah. And he put 130 trees to make a little forest that cost a million dollars next to the yeah. house. The mansion has six bedrooms, eight bathrooms, an underground garage that can hold up to seven cars. Seven cars. And a plus a four-car garage up above. Above. Oh, really? So there's a nice total. The courtyard has a floating <laughs> walkway over a koi pond. 
um, which doubles as a lobster pot if you forget to turn on the <laughs> air conditioning on the water. That's true. House has an elevator, an 11-seat theater, floor-to-ceiling windows, disappearing glass walls, and sweeping views of the valley. Why would he sell it? Too small for his ego. Need some TLC? No. A real fixer-upper? No, you're going to love this. He decided it's too hot in the summer. <laughs> oh. This from a guy who, who used yeah. to spit flames. That's right. And I guess, I guess, uh, he, and he was on tour, and he was like, I'm never there, uh, and it's too hot, so he's going to sell it. But he's no dummy, um, this yeah. guy, James Simmons. He bought it for like $10 million and he's selling it for 14.95 if there's someone gullible enough. And property values have been going straight yeah. up. And Shannon and you, Tweed was too hot for him, but he didn't sell her off, did he? That's right. <laughs> and uh, the other uh, funny thing about this is when asked why he bought it, what do you think he said? Because I could. No. Uh, he has lots of homes, by the way. No one knows how mm. many homes he has. He's yeah. quite rich. Yes, he is. One word, simple reason why he bought it. Taxes. Ah. He wanted to establish residency in Nevada, which, which is, I guess yeah. is no income tax. Is it no or low? Uh, is Nevada a no income tax state? I'm sorry. I hope I'm proven I, right again. This is the second time I, I've Googled yeah. something, <laughs> and I was correct. Uh, How the hell do you do that? And... Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming have no in, no state income tax. You are correct, sir. So you are correct, correct sir. Yeah. <laughs> we look at that, too. I, I mean, um, it, why wouldn't you retire in a state with no income tax? And, well, you have an adjacent state with no income tax, do you not? What's that? You have an adjacent New state Hampshire. next to Vermont. An adjacent state with no sales tax. Right. And oh, no income oh. tax. Right. In New Hampshire. Uh, Vermont is considered one of the worst uh, states, by the way, but it isn't. It's considered one of the worst because the rates are high, but everything you're paying the rates on is low. So property is cheap. In other words, you're paying a higher rate, but the property costs half as much. So you have to sort of look at the whole picture. But, um, yeah, as it turns out, uh, Nevada is one of the best places uh, for a tax shelter. Uh, Alaska's great, too. Except you have to live in Alaska. Alaska, there's there's that. Same for Florida. <laughs> I mean, and Texas, you know. Yeah. Um, there's some nice places in Texas. Austin is pretty cool. But you have to live in Texas. Yeah. State of Washington has no income tax, but as everybody who lives there knows, property taxes are super high. And if you have if you're paying a a ten percent sales tax, and you're paying three times the property taxes on property that costs you know twice as much. It's almost like San Francisco and L.A. now. Mm-hmm. Then they get you, and they get you one way or the other. So yeah. that's it. Okay. All right. Are we done? Yeah, this is the, maybe the longest podcast ever. Well, you can cut it up, Bob. You have the technology. That would take time. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I've been going to number bed earlier. 150, uh, 151 yeah. in the can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is uh, number 151, yes. And we have a new Patreon this week. Oh, do we? I should say hi. Okay. Um, because everyone who signs up at patreon.com slash Rivers deserves... A shout-out. A shout-out. Um, hang on. I've got the Patreon right here. 
And I'm startled when we get in. You know, we we have 71 uh, Patreons right now, which is not well. a huge amount. We have thousands of listeners each week, yeah. and most of you are freeloaders, and I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, most recent Patreons are Doug Chandler, uh, who signed up just yesterday, and Ed Lemmer. Uh, did he give me a message? Doug, uh, Doug did send a message. Uh, nope, he didn't. Hmm. Uh, maybe I'm missing it. Hang on. And Ed Lemmer, did he send a message? Oh, I'm so terrible with this stuff. You know, if more of you sign up for Patreon, we'll get a producer. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Be able to give you a The producer shot. will hand me a name tag so I remember my own name and tell me who I should thank. No, but thank you. Me, Doug Chandler. Yeah. I don't know why you donated that money. Yes. So At thank you all. I don't have any. And you, <laughs> Ed Lemmer. Go to patreon.com slash Bob Rivers. Click on the Bob and Zip show with Ed Kelly. All right, guys, you, you guys all need to go to sleep, too. We do. We'll be back next week. Be well. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. Well, that's right, that's right. I'm sad and blue because I can't do the boogaloo. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing. And that's why I sing. Give me, give me, give me, give me.